Welcome everyone to the Kingdom REI podcast. It's your host, Ellis Hammond, founder of the Kingdom REI Mastermind. Hey, I got a mastermind brother with me today, co-hosting this show. Uh, before we introduce to you guys our guest, who, by the way, is going to blow your mind, both with his magic skills, <laughs> but also with his experience. But we're going to introduce him in just a, just a few minutes. But first, Cameron Roy is with us today. What's up, my man? Hey, brother. Not a lot. How are you doing today? The, the only guy who's got a better podcasting voice than me is Cameron Roy. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I'm better at you than something. Dude, how are you? So good, man. Just uh, moving and grooving. Excited to be here and gain some You just wisdom. launched your first fund. Yeah, we did. We closed on our first property a few weeks ago. 384 units in Florida. Got another $55 million under contract in Florida right now. We'll start race four soon, so... The we haven't interviewed is, you yet on the podcast show, right? Do what? We haven't interviewed you yet on the show, right? No. This, what is this, me uh, dipping my feet in the water? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to see after today if I want to come yeah. back and be interviewed. Guys, I'm excited. I mean, Cameron's part of our mastermind. Love this guy. The reason you know he joined, maybe you can share Cameron, but you quit your job to, to start your real estate company and have just exploded on the scene, man. It's been really fun to see. Um, so re really cool to hear. What's the name of your fund? Just so people uh, know about that too. It's called the Common Good Fund. If you're yeah. want to know more, just search the Common Good Fund or come find me on social media. Yeah. So re really, really pumped to have you here, man. And I just love having you as a co-host too because you're curious, you're you're hungry to learn, and I think you'll bring a good flair to our guest that we have today. Who. Yes. Uh, man, a track record would be an understatement. Like if you've ever been in New York city and looked up at the skyline, a lot of that's there because of this man. Um, he has developed over a billion dollars, uh, of projects in New York. Um, he has, he's a, a well sought out speaker in terms of development and mindset, um, and but he's most well known for for actually being my second cousin, and so <laughs> so uh, and I'm just kidding. Actually, he I've been the one pestering him for so long to come on my show, and finally he accepted begrudgingly. Maybe my mom called him. I'm not quite sure how uh, he started talking to me again. But he's here, and without further ado, everybody, welcome Ken Van Lue to the show. All right, thank you very much, Allison Cameron. It's just a pleasure to be here. Congratulations on all your success, Cameron. That's that's awesome. It was a real pleasure to meet you last week and spending some time with you know twenty five of the most amazing people. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. I felt the same way, and I can't wait to get to put that B a billion on my name as well someday. <laughs> you know, Ken, here's a funny thing, man. I always say like part of my story, and maybe I'm a liar because I always say that hey, I don't, I didn't really come from a real estate background. Like I didn't have one in my family that like, you know, was doing real estate. And then I, and then I find out, no, actually my cousin is a billion dollar real estate developer, but to, in, in all honesty, I don't think I really, we really ever made that connection right until, until maybe much later down the road. So it's, it was just in my blood and I didn't even know it. it I was always destined to be man. So you forgot uh, the story. You see, we were all at this picnic. And this big bushel of oysters showed up and they were like thrown on the table and we were cracking them. And his cousin, Christopher, was really interested in real estate at that time. And he took all my course I gave away for free. <laughs> Ellis, now Ellis was on a mission. Um, I saw God speak through him at my uncle's funeral. Uh, and, you know, he had a different interest at that time. And 
when he wanted my attention, I was writing the book and I didn't give him the deten- the attention he deserved, you know? So, you know, God works in funny ways, but yeah. yes, he did have a, a real estate guy in the background. So maybe we were sending synchronicity you know, over the years or something, yeah. who knows? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's just funny how that works out. Cause I did actually have a real estate guy in my family either. I just didn't know, or he wouldn't talk to me depending on what season it was. So, <laughs> yeah. um, so man, honestly though, I'm so blessed to have you here. I'm really, really excited for people to get to know your story and, and really, you know, how you got into this and built a billion dollars of, of real estate and what you're doing now and helping, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of people, um, really with the modern wealth building formula. And so, uh, and not only that, we got something special. You're going to do a magic trick live. But before we do any of this, let me pray for us, and then we'll get into the show. Yeah, that's great. Father in heaven, thank you so much for today. Thanks for Cameron. Thanks for Ken. Thanks for this platform we have to share stories um, of, of individual lives like Ken and the way that you're using our stories, God, for the much bigger story of Christ and his fame and his glory and his kingdom. And so we pray that this would uh, be to that end and that people would be inspired, motivated, and really get the tools that they need to go and to crush it in their business as well. We lift this up in your son's name. Amen. Amen. So give us a little bit of context and background, Ken, seriously, of, of um, your real estate background. And then I want to talk about what you're doing now. But back us up a little bit, man, to... Your claim to fame is a billion dollars in New York real estate. I mean, how do you how do you even do that? Like honestly, yeah, yeah you know it, it's interesting how how it all started, and you know I think a lot of our conversations were about football. You know, I just want to you know acknowledge you. You know, you've always been a quarterback since the first time I met you, and uh, you're you're still calling the shots. So, so <laughs> you know, God bless you. And um, you know, I fell in it, you know, an interesting way when I was 17, 18, 17. Uh, going off to college, I was young when I graduated. I read Robert Allen's book, No Money Down, and I I couldn't even afford to buy a car. You know, I, my car, first car I bought, I couldn't start. It was a three-speed Plymouth Duster, had multi-colors on it because the quarter panel had a crash, you know, finally got it going. Um, and, you know, I was fortunate that my little league coach had given me a, a summer job working on a major construction site. So literally at 17 years old, you know, I... I had no idea how it would work, but I was out there testing concrete and doing soil mechanics and surveying. And I was learning a skill, which ended up being an education for me. I created the six-year plan in college, but I eventually became, you know, got a civil engineering degree. And uh, when I finally passed the test, you know, I was making a lot of money in construction and I became a, a superintendent on, you know, construction project up. My first job was in Poughkeepsie, but my wife to soon be, I said, you know what, I'm going to be moving to New Jersey and I'm going to be building skyscrapers on the waterfront. She's like, she always used to tell me I was crazy, but sure enough, a few weeks later, I was in charge of two 33 story buildings on the waterfront for the left rack organization. So by 26, I had built like 950 units, like basically um, picking the brain of every single trade on the job. And I was pretty cocky back then. And I, uh, some developer after finishing that, you know, offered me a job, gave me a, a, a nice car phone and a car. And I started building buildings in North Jersey and I built a few buildings. Probably by the time I was uh, 26, I had a bunch of buildings and this guy um, said, you know, if you want to be the best in the world, you got to go to New York city and build skyscrapers. He goes, you do that for 10 years. That's like playing in the all-star game. And then you can play anywhere in the world. And that's what I did. I went and did it for 20 years and 
you know, I planted a seed. I, you know, just back when I graduated engineering, I won the second seed about real estate development was when I won the uh, senior design award. I designed a 13 acre site, subdivided it, did all the drainage. And, and I'm like, oh, wow, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this one day. Hey, real estate investors, if you've been enjoying this show for a while or enjoying this content at all, then I'm sure you're going to want to know that we have a mastermind for kingdom-minded real estate investors uh, with folks from all over the country. If you're wondering what is a mastermind, this is a community that we began back in 2020 uh, to really serve faith-minded investors, those who were ambitious in the world of real estate and entrepreneurship, but also passionate about Christ and really wanted a place, an environment, a community uh, where we could really join force, join forces and lock arms with people who are like-minded to really flourish in both of those areas. We also have a ton of fun when we meet in places like Dallas, Orlando, San Diego throughout the year. And so I would love to be able to share with you more details on that. If you go to thekingdomrei.com, that's thekingdomrei.com, you can learn more about our mastermind, hear from our members, and then apply to be a part of this community and give us an opportunity to chat more and see if it's a good fit. Enjoy the show. You know, fast forward, you know, I had kind of the engineering smarts. I then had built several projects in New York City, earned my site safety license in New York City to build 100,000 square foot buildings. You can't just go supervise skyscrapers in New York City. You have to kind of know what you're doing. And then I got my PE license and I kept going to school at night because I always felt that was never enough. So then I accumulated a couple master's degrees and I didn't really know how to make money. So standing on top of a building one day going, oh, how am I going to pay for my twins? <laughs> you know, I can't afford diapers. But, um, you know, that's when the journey started. And my first project, because I only knew how to build, was a $17 million project that I built using other people's experience and other people's money, because that's all I knew. I knew how to engineer it and build it. And then when I kind of went through that, I learned how to model and you know how to raise money. I raised $1.7 million. I financed it through the New Jersey Economic Development Agency, paid myself a million bucks and really never looked back, you know, probably because you didn't hear a lot about my career. You know, I lost it, um, you know, when the towers collapsed. Uh, I had made a boatload of money. I owed a waterfront property called Bay Street Landing. I was in Hawaii celebrating with Tony Robbins. The towers collapsed. I lost my best friend, started over. Wow. Fast forward, 2008, top of the world, built 240 Park Avenue. Lehman Brothers was our partner on a billion dollars. We had $375 million of our uh, money with Lehman Brothers, mezzanine loans. We lost it all in one day. I wanted to jump off a building and uh, did magic. Magic kept me in the spirit. Um, that's when I got on my knees and surrendered and... Uh, built it up again, you know, built a concrete company in 15, um, did another 300 units and just, just keep going. Now we're doing high rises horizontally. So that's all. Wait, so like, that's oh, insane. Like I unbelievable. actually know the whole Lehman story. Um, wait, I have to ask you. So they were your mezzanine debt yep. So explain that to our audience. And then how do you, because they're there, I'm guessing they're your major partner in that. So what actually happened to the real estate? I mean, take me to that yeah. story real quick. Yeah, well, you know, we, we lost it. Um, we had, um, we had just finished 240 Park Avenue. And, you know, it wasn't like anything else. Um, you know, so never in, in the circumstance of somebody that huge just disappears. So there was like, like, we really didn't know what to do. <laughs> you know, they, they had like all our money. Um, we had, 
we had just um, bought St. Vincent's Hospital. <clears throat> we finished 100 units on John Street for, um, for, uh, for one of the colleges. I forgot, uh, New York, it wasn't New York University, starts with an S. Did 100 units for them. We bought St. Vincent's Hospital to basically do student housing. Student housing was exploding in New York City. We're going to do 1,000 units. We bought, um, we bought the, uh, the, the triangular building that we were actually putting steel in the, the toy building. Um, and we owned a whole block on Sixth Avenue, uh, had, you know, full block. We had a hole in the ground. We were in the midst of construction and the whole thing just whoosh. And um, I ended up having to sue, you know, one of my partners to try to get some money. It was really ugly. It wasn't, I guess, you know, I, here I can, you know, give to the listener listeners a, a simple workout because um, it really didn't work out that well. We, we lost a ton of money. It took us a few years to get our feet back on the ground. And during that time, you know, 500 cranes stopped in New York City. So it was like a ghost town. Everything went upside down. Everything I learned my entire life wasn't working. And I literally tried to buy Stewart's root beer. <laughs> I gave up on real estate for like two years. I, I went in contract. I was going to bring Stewart's root beer to China. I was doing testing of a Simonizing uh, formula that I put on cars. I was down in NASA. <laughs> I wanted nothing to do with real estate. But what kept me going was magic because in 2008 when the market crashed i didn't know what to do and i start i went to see this guy joel bauer he, he was a magician he did trade show magic he taught me how to do trade show magic i was a great magician but i didn't know the business asset behind trade show magic and then he said to me ken let me show you what i really do he showed me platform closing is when he i saw him do four hundred fifty thousand dollars in one day i'm like show me how to do that and that's when I created real estate development, uh, eight-figure deals with no money down. I put 100 people in a room. I showed them all these high-rises, me standing on a telephone pole, walking on fire. And that's when I created that course. And that kept me going. But I realized that that was a business. And as soon as all, you know, all the real estate development stopped, people started selling foreclosure courses and short sales. And I was like, you know, let me just take a break and see what's going to happen. Cause it was a fallout. I mean, it was horrible. And in 2008, I was fortunate because once upon a time before that, I was a senior vice president for Trevor Davis. I built East 64th street. I built 80th and third. I called Trevor on the phone. He's like, you know what? I'm doing 1055 park Avenue. My contractor just, you know, uh, went, went under. He goes, if you want to finish the project for me, I'll, you know, I'll hook you up. So I literally, crashed and burned and went into the field at 1055 Park Avenue, built that. It's a fishbowl on Park Avenue and 87th Street that landed on millionaires listing. And uh, we didn't make a penny, but we broke even. We got our $20 million back and it was wow. brutal. It was just brutal, man. I was, <laughs> I was drinking cocktails every night. I had to give that up because of it. It was just, it was a nerve wracking time. You know, it was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, only because it's someone who, with your your experience and has seen it firsthand twice. Yeah. Are there any parallels to today and what was happening in 2007, early 2000, before any of those? Or is this run very different? You know, I, I got to be honest with you. You know, I've been through these cycles since 1992. You know, and you raise money, right? You used to be able to get in the back of a limousine. And by the time you drew 30 blocks, you'd have $30 million locked up. That's how easy it was. There was a lot of, you know, brown bag passing and all that kind of stuff, you know. 
And, um, you know, it changed. So in 2008, what really, what I was left with was, you know, there was, I, I call it uh, deletion, dilution, distortion. You know, there was a lot of, um, you know, the mortgage-backed uh, securities were just diluted where there, nothing was worth the whole, there was a lot, what should I say? I'll just be straight. There was, I think there was a lot of corruption going on. And, you know, the value was just so diluted it was it was obvious what was going to happen. I, I kind of saw it before it occurred because, you know, that just nothing was penciling out like between the unions um, where we had to crack the code with unions that forced the construction cost of five hundred dollars a square foot. Um, sites were like six fifty six hundred. You were you were in at eleven hundred just for hard and, and land, you know, so now if your source costs were another three or four hundred. You had to sell at a minimum of eighteen hundred. The, the margins just disappeared, and um, I think I, I forgot the original question. But well, just the comparisons. Like, I mean, is that not yeah, the, somewhat today too, though? And with construction costs on the rise, I mean, what's different? Yeah, well, the difference is is you know, you know, number one, I don't know if they're you know they're actually creating this shortage of material. So the material prices have skyrocketed. What I what I literally found in two thousand eight was when I was like, you know what, I'm going to figure out how to pour concrete in New York City. Like concrete contractors would go, oh yeah, let me let me take your drawings here. They, they would weigh them. They go, yeah, it's about 10 million. They wouldn't even open them. They wouldn't even open them to bid it. They would just tell you, yeah, we have an opening. We could start your project on March. Oh, that doesn't work. You better go to the next guy. Now, meanwhile, he was all bid rigged up. So the price wasn't going down. It was going up, <laughs> you know? So, you know, once we kind of got through all that, you know, today's, um, yeah, I truly believe, you know, the pandemic, you saw the impact, you know, production lines shut down for a long time. Are, are people jacking prices up? You know, I think what really happened, I don't believe this all occurred. Um, you know, is there always corruption? Yes. But I think this was a combination of this pandemic shifted the entire work environment. Like you don't know where your per capita income is anymore. You don't know where people are working, right? You know, most people, you know, it just, it shifted the whole dynamic. And, and what happened was, is everybody's now trying to step up. So if they were living in an apartment, they want to try to get a house, you know, neighborhoods are just blowing. Everybody wants to upgrade their house. So I think what happened on residential is there's just been a whole new set point. Meanwhile, commercial, some buildings have went from 200 million down to 20 million, you know, it's 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 something that we've never seen before and you know we don't necessarily know the answers yet but it's an interesting time so i mean is there a parallel i mean there's a parallel in you know i think you know people are going to get hurt again in certain instances there's going to be you know once the government i think they extended the date again you know you know let's uh every you know go after all the people that haven't been paying you know it's going to get ugly you know um right you know, and then, you know, people like us that are in the kingdom, you know, we want to make money, but we got to, you know, you, you can't like put somebody out on the street and feel good about making a couple bucks, you know? Right. right. Fascinating. Fascinating story. <laughs> I'm curious, Ken, what you just said was um, unbelievable, all of that. And as I was listening to it, my thought was how in the world with all of that chaos could you possibly like keep your mind in the day that you were in and not be thinking about next month, next week, next year? Cause it sounds like there was so much you were doing well, then you were broke and then you didn't know how you're going to afford twins. And then your awesome deal didn't make any money. Like how, 
Like, how did you keep your head screwed on enough to actually just make it through the day? Mm. You know, there was days where, you know, I, I, I wanted to quit. You know, I had to, you know, you know, I, I numbed myself for many years. It's been 10 years now since, you know, I, I don't even have any cocktails anymore. I just, I've been able to accept, um, you know, the worst. I mean, it, it couldn't get any worse, you know, driving around, you know, wondering if I wanted to, you know, honestly end my life at one point, you know, cause I was just like, you know, how many more times are you going to fail? Mm. You know, like I blame the market crash on myself, you know, cause we get stuck in our head, you know, and it's really, um, you know, having, you know, you know, the connection with God in those toughest times. I mean, I switched religions, you know, I surrendered, I, you know, I prayed, you know, it didn't always answer. I kept educating myself, you know, I kept trying to get in better shape, you know, health and fitness, you know, how could I give, you know, it was just constant personal development. Um, you know, how could I improve? It, it was just nonstop. I, I, you know, and then it was funny because in 2008, when, you know, I was, I was, you know, trying to force myself to get out of like a little depression and, you know, I was, I was doing magic and I remember reading, I heard it three times. And then I was like, you know, ding, ding, ding. First, I read this book mastery by Robert Greene. And he was talking about the $10,000 of, you know, 10,000 hours to become, you know, a, a, an expert. And then I read outliers and I read it again. And actually, the first time I'd seen it was two magicians. They were card magicians and they would, you know, they would do stuff, you know, like this and, you know, fan cards out and, you know, fancy stuff or, you know, make cards vanish and, you know, stuff that I could never, you know, do. But um, and I found <laughs> what the way he just did a magic trick. Hold that on. was insane. Hold on. They, they were magicians, thing they were magicians and they did stuff and i like they were the best card magicians out there and they said it was because we had practiced for ten thousand hours you know and i said to myself i just heard that three times ten thousand hours makes an expert ten thousand hours makes an expert. and i sit there and i calculate it and this was in 2008 and i was like it's like man you've been working you know at least six days a week there was some days you go around the clock seven you know and literally i, I was conservative and i had 108,000 hours and I was like, you know what? I guess you got to go back into real estate because, <laughs> you know, because it was like so unconsciously conscious. I didn't even realize like to answer your like I would. I, there was one time I was running six skyscrapers like I had probably 600 people. And, you know, I didn't a lot of time I would go to school at night. I would, I would, I would work all day and go to school at night every day, five till midnight. And, and then my and I wasn't near the twins for a long time. I, my, you know, I. My wife was mad at me. I don't, I don't know how I did it. I just, I kept looking at those twins every day going, man, you better get busy. <laughs> Sounds like they were your motivation, man. Yeah. yeah Wait, but. so I want to see some more magic though, man. Hold on. You, you flashed a little bit for us. And guys, if you're not watching this on YouTube and you're listening to this in the car, just trust me, you're going to want to go to the YouTube page, type in Kingdom Real Estate Investors on youtube ken's got some some up he's I, he's got a deck of cards somewhere because a car a deck of cards literally just disappeared during that whole story yeah, it is so nonchalantly and and i'm not really sure where they went let me see if i can show you something so what i learned and you know i, I was an engineer but i learned something interesting about science you see you heard I, in science you probably remember molecules particles all that kind of stuff i realized that you know there's all kinds of particles that float around in front of us sometimes you can actually you can actually see that dust actually has a silver in it, believe it or not. 
but you got to get it in the light. But if you just drop it, you could see if you squeeze it, you can actually turn it right into silver. It's pretty cool. Get out of here. Now, if you take, now just watch, because, you know, if you take the silver, you just give it a little blow, you could actually change it back into dust again. So now, now you just take and put, drop another piece in your hand, give it a squeeze and you can turn it into silver again. So it's pretty cool. Now watch, now you know, watch carefully because if you just take it and go, you could just grab another piece right out of midair. Now, the best part, now you gotta be careful because the dust sometimes, oops, I dropped the coin there. The dust, you gotta be careful because if you start playing with dust, right? If you actually get any in your nose, <coughs> oh, sometimes, you know, the, the coin actually gets stuck this in your nose. It's pretty insane, cool. Guys. But, but the best part is when you actually just grow your money. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's the best part. Woo! Where'd I get one of those? <laughs> How much is that thing worth? Yeah, that's that's a real silver dollar, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how you so the way you grow your money is magic is what you're saying you need the dust particles you know what i'm saying is you know magic has kept me in the game right so i got knocked down in in you know 2001 and i you know i was literally dressed as a clown doing clown magic and it brought me back into the game i was a great close-up magician you know i lost all my money in 2008 i got back into magic what i'm saying is that everybody's got to have some magic in their life, right? You know, you, you know, there's something magic in your life. It's not just, you know, our children, our families, there's right. got to be that one magical thing in your heart that just brings you back during the toughest times. And, yeah. you know, and magic is like a hobby. It could be an art. It's a, it's an art, you know, you could like to paint whatever it is. You know, you gotta, have, that's my fun. That's my magic. You know, you gotta have your fun and magic in life. What, what, what would you say, man, is your superpower today? Like you talk about 10,000 hours, you got 108, 100, you got a lot of hours on real estate. But yeah. what is, as you think about in terms of real estate or as an expert, like what would be the superpower yeah. um, of that? Yeah, I, I'm, what I really got out of it is, um, I'll tell you, what I learned is, is building a skyscraper is like building an extraordinary life. Um, I don't know if I, let me see if I can put this in, say your question again. I just want to make just sure your superpower in terms of, of, of being that, that yeah. real estate expert. Like, yeah, what do yeah, you I, like? Yeah. I think, you know, I wanted, I wanted to, I think my, my greatness, you know, on the, how it, it piggybacks into real estate is, you know, I've, I've gotten really good at, at kind of listening for and reliably delivering what's important to somebody and bringing them into their greatness and leaving them with, you know, more power and freedom and self-expression and peace of mind, you know, because of what I was going to say about the real estate. And I wanted to try to bridge. Sometimes I have a hard time articulating what I found, but after doing like 10 skyscrapers and then looking back and going, wow, you have this really extraordinary life. And it was because, you know, like I built a lot of six month foundations. Like, you know, we put this green fence around the site. You don't see anything for six months. Meanwhile, you're digging and digging and digging, pouring concrete and, you know, doing crazy stuff. And then all of a sudden you hit that first floor. And then every four days you see a floor. You know, we used to try to do three day cycles. You know, one time we did two day cycles, but the safety factor was so, so tough. But when you start seeing that building going up a floor at a time every four days and you look up, and 20 days later, you know, you have five floors and then 10, you know, that's, that's life, right? You're building a foundation, you're building a strong backbone 
you know, it's, you know, out of concrete, right? Because you got to be able to, you know, weather the storm, right? You got to be able to, you know, take a hit, you know, and, and the curtain wall would always have to come up, you know, right behind the, the concrete. We wouldn't finish. We'd be running the curtain wall because you got to weather the storm in life. You know, you got to get, get your skin, get your tough skin on, get the roof on, batten down the hatches, you know, put the windows on. You're going to have to, you know, get ready for the storm. Then the elevator starts going up and down. That's like, Life is up and down, crazy, right? Then you got to figure out what's really operating inside. That's your mechanical, electrical, plumbing systems, sprinkler in case of an emergency. You know, you need a UPS system when you're down, you know, all these little things. And then you, know, you're, you get to a certain point in life and you're like, oh, shoot, you know, like, how do I want my finishes? You know, how do I want to present myself? Am I going high end? Am I going affordable housing? Like, you know, what's my deal? You know, like, you know, I, I hired Michael Graves to do my lobby after he like went famous for designing the teapot and I was able to raise my square foot sale price by $300 a square foot. You know, that's the kind of things that you want to be able to do and get creative. And that I learned in the city, like I would hire three architects on the same job to increase the price of the sale because they were famous at a certain thing. Like Michael Graves would do my lobby, Setra Ruddy would come and I'd have him do my bathrooms, right? She used to do extraordinary bathrooms. Now she's doing 90 story towers. Um, she was nobody when I worked with her years ago, but um, it's just been a ride and it's been amazing, you know, but that's what life's all about. You know, you gotta, you gotta present yourself and, you know, that thinking, you know, what I learned, you know, is there's an ascension path in real estate, but you don't have to necessarily start from the bottom. You know, I, what I believe created a little bit of a top-down thinking because I brought all this stuff from Wall Street in New York and I went and experimented in a residential arena. I founded a company in 2016 because I just wanted to get out of the concrete business and out of New York City. And I I felt something big happening. And I, you know, I founded Flippin' USA, which was an offshoot of Flippin' New Jersey. We systemized everything using the formula, the modern wealth building formula. And we did 137 deals in one year, same principle, same syndication principles. And then from that, we repositioned our financial freedom protocol program just so we can pay that forward. You know, that, that experience I had there in that two years where we were scraping auction sites and, uh, you know, I had, I, I called them field reconnaissance because my son was like a Marine, you know, so I, I had a Marine that would go to the sites and we had keys to all the houses. I had like rings of keys. I, I, I forgot where I got them, you know, through some internet connection. <laughs> and then I had analytical managers in the office and I had like a, it was like a ticker tape, you know, and we would, um, you know, we'd have the analytical managers and analyzing the properties that would light up on the board below a certain um, cost ratio. And then my guys would go to those houses and we had a Facebook live. So literally, this would go on all morning, right up to like one o'clock where the bids would come across the phone to our bidder walking into the auction. And he'd, he'd place a couple bids with a big stack of checks. And then he'd come back to the office and we'd celebrate. I had trampolines in the office, ping pong tables. My, my conference room was looking out over glass lobby. It said flipping USA on it. It was a ping pong table with race chairs around it. We had a TV studio and we had a lot of fun, man. Refrigerator full of drinks and, and food and, you know, it was, uh, it was awesome. a good time. So all this, man, what like Cameron sitting here, I'm sitting here and you're now you're educating, you're teaching students through the modern wealth building formula. 
and a lot of people listening to the show are doing deals, but maybe looking to go bigger. What do you say to them, right? Like what, what you talk about foundation and building this, like, what are you constantly finding yourself today saying to the next generation of real estate investors? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I find myself, you know, saying a lot, you, know, you have to find some mentors. You know, I had mentors growing up, but you know, my mentors, um, my initial set of mentors told me work really hard and go to college, you know, because um, I didn't have what I call as proximity as power, right? Proximity is, is such power where if I could have, you know, my uncle who was on Wall Street, but my, you know, my parents frowned upon white collar a lot, you know, and I didn't have any mentor telling me, hey, you could do this. You know, I had a vision, but, you know, I just didn't believe. And, and really, um, I find myself telling young investors that, you know, you know, you can, I've learned how to build buildings almost backwards once, you know, once you get the structure up, you know, just because you don't have the money doesn't mean you have to, you know, wait, like a kind of one of my clients today is like, well, I'm waiting for my attorney to look at the contract that my teacher gave me to make sure I could use it in the state. I'm like, you could have, you could have did like 10 deals already. What are you waiting for? That's what attorney review is for. So, you know, I, I'm really just telling my students, you know, if you want to, if you want something in your life, there is, it's black. So you have to live in a world of performance, right? And, and living in a world of performance is, is very, very simple. It's, it's black or white, you know, it's action or inaction, right? There's no, there's no trying, trying doesn't exist. So, you know, I, I find myself is, you know, you know, more doing about, I'd say performance training. Like what, what do you have to do to be a better performer? What do you, where, where are you not taking actions? And when you take action are you are you taking action that's like zone action like are you in the zone right because everybody can take actions right like if you're not blocking time and then going into zone action in that blocking time you're probably not a hundred percent doing the thing for the goal that you want in five years right i'm all about reverse engineering everything right so you know once upon a time, I said I was going to build a billion dollars worth of real estate and, you know, it eventually happened, but you got to have that vision and then reverse engineer how to get it. It's almost like analyzing a structure, you know, not necessarily in the, in the fund structure because it's, it's more weighted, but in, in my structuring of deals, I reverse engineer into the largest slice of pie that I could take. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, you know, sometimes you can't do that, but you know, I'm, you know, it's, it's all good. You know, it's just all good. Ken, it sounds like you're living in that season of life. Um, Bob Buford talks about in his book, halftime from success to significance. Mm. Like you've had so much success and in ways you're giving back and teaching people now. And I love what you said. It's about, you know, taking action. I'm just curious, man. I heard you say that you were hanging out with Tony Robbins in limos, cutting $30 million deals, a couple blocks in like i just want to know like who is and if, if this is an anonymous person and most people wouldn't know just give us a brief overlay of their life but who's the greatest action taker you've ever been around oh that's good yeah you, you know i'll tell you um you probably wouldn't even rec recognize his name but i i would say my mentors of all mentors was a guy by the name of John Nars. He's in one of my books over here. He was famous. Um, I had the chance 
um, to work with him. He was a he was a he was a Brit. He was from the like the British Army. He was tough as nails. And all of a sudden, I hear this guy John Norris is going to run this billion dollar project that I was the super on that I eventually worked myself up the ladder because he took a liking to me. So here this guy, John Norris comes to New York City and he had just finished building two of the largest projects in the world, Canary Wharf in London and Battery Park in New York. And I was like, whoa, I get to work with the guy who built the two largest projects in the world. I'm going to meet that guy at five in the morning every day if I can. Right. <laughs> and I swear I did. Like, like three times a week, I'd meet him. I'd walk a 30-story building with him. I did uh, Brooklyn Union Gas with him, Security Industry Automated Corporation. Then this other guy, Robert uh, Santa, took over the helm, who, who literally built the uh, major, major projects. They, they wrote movies about him. So I got trained under two of the top guys, John Norris and Robert Santa. And, and then the guy, Peter Marchetto, who was the project exec on the billion-dollar project that I was the super who now is the head of Tishman building the World Trade Center. And my project manager who was building Brooklyn Union Gas with me runs the entire World Trade Center for, for Larry Silverstein. I mean, these are my brothers that taught me and these were the guys that like just knew how to get it done. The people that I grew up in Bovis when, when Lear McGovern was bought by Bovis, it, Bovis came in and bought three big companies in the US. They bought both Lear McGovern, Shaw Associates and McDevitt Street out of North Carolina, Shaw associates was out of it was a uh, shall and halpern out of chicago and when when bovis bought us all i i was put on like this executive team they, they brought me all around the country i trained in bringing all these three massive companies like <laughs> we were number three in the world into one common platform and i was part of that whole executive training program i was just a kid and it was all, you know, God bless me to put me in all those places. It's just one after the other, like, you know, winning awards, designing sites, learning how to engineer it, build it, finance it, you know, getting knocked down. You know, I'm pretty strong now, but man, I've been knocked down. <laughs> I've been knocked down a couple of times. Yeah, you have that persistence. And it sounds like all these guys, aside from them being massive action ta takers, which has obviously gotten them to where they are, it sounds like they just... You know, I heard a man say one time something so good. He said, uh, a, a man of God does the common things uncommonly well. And it sounds mm -hmm. like that was those guys. They just did the uncommon things extraordinarily well. And those things compounded over years, got them to be what you would consider, you know, the yeah. greatest men you've been around. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, and Tony did a good job, you know, at it. You know, if I wasn't, I, I was so blessed that the worst day in history in New York, I happened to be in Hawaii with Tony Robbins and, you know, you know, and my best friend died, but I was able to come back, you know, and I had done an internship for the Port Authority in the World Trade Center. I worked on the 51st floor. I did construction claims. It was my third in internship. I wasn't even in engineering school. I kept getting these engineering internships and I wasn't, I was trying to get into engineering school. Um, but I was getting all this good engineering experience. And, you know, then I learned how to do sites. And, you know, now I, I just go out there and tell everybody what to do. I can't wait. We got some machines that, that are parking on our site, getting ready to break ground. And uh, it's fun. That's awesome. Okay, what do you want people? So the modern wealth boarding formula, man, which it seems like you're pouring so much of your focus and energy to in this next chapter of life. What do you want people to know about that? Um, not, I mean, we'll tell them how to get, you know, get to that, but 
what do you want them to know about the modern wealth building formula? How would you define that? And, yeah. and what does this next chapter look like? Yeah, you know, I really think, you know, the modern wealth building formula is after writing it and, you know, really seeing other people apply it is that the formula literally works for any type of business. You know, I, as I look back at it now, you know, the formula, you know, is a little bit related to sports. There's a pregame, you know, there's a, the, the, where are you at in the lineup? And, you know, then you have what I call as my three F system, which is find, fun and facilitate. And, you know, and, and as you know, you see life, you know, everybody's looking to find something. Most things you're looking to find require money and facilitating the process requires the, some of the things we were talking about, you know, the self mastery, the process mastery, being able to influence, bring your, you know, your story and your ideas to the next level. You know, so, you know, I, I really truly believe that the modern wealth building formula um, with that system and it has a syndication approach shows you how to do things when you need to find fun to facilitate, how to do it with other people's money and other people's experience. And it, it, it helped me uh, create a pretty extraordinary life. And that's that's it. I just want people to create an extraordinary life. And it's just one of the books they should have in their library. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Uh speaking story of life my guess she would be my third cousin <laughs> your uh second right well um becky's my first cousin and you're my second cousin right so your daughter would be my what she'd be the third cousin exactly so my third cousin you guys are celebrating something pretty big you know and all of this has led to another wedding coming up this season right yes we have uh i think it's 28 days and my lovely daughter's marrying a doctor and, you know, we're just really, really excited. That's cool. Uh, to, to, and I just, you know, and I love that you're prepared. You're in a season of life where you can enjoy that. Um, and it is because of the modern wealth building formula. It is because you've learned how to grow and scale and do real estate deals. And uh, it's provided a life and an opportunity now that you can help others. And so, man, where do folks go to learn more about Kim Van Lu and the modern wealth building formula um, and follow your journey, brother? Yeah, just kenmanlu.com. There's a discover how button there that'll lead you, you know, if you'd like to have a conversation with me, I'm, I'm a normal guy. I make myself available and, you know, pretty much all the information's on the website. Cool. Kenvanlu.com. Uh, go check that out. We're going to be doing some stuff together. Ken was at our last mastermind. If you want to be hanging around guys like Ken, uh, then you're going to want to be hanging around guys like me because that's that's uh, that's how family works. So uh, definitely, uh, man, Ken, I've, I've really loved having this conversation, brother. Even though we're family, I've heard a lot of this. It's good to just hear it again and go a little bit deeper, actually have some time to just grill you on stuff. So thanks for just being open and vulnerable uh, with your story, my man. Yes, sir. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure. I've been waiting for this opportunity. I'm very proud of you. I can't wait. I'm going to miss you in two weeks, but I get to hang out with your mom. I was talking to Sherry a couple hours ago. I'm really excited. She she was always my favorite one to go party with. <laughs> hey, if y'all don't know about my, I don't really talk much about my family uh, on this show, <laughs> but we're, we're, they like they like a good wedding, aka oh, a good yeah. party. So oh, yeah. uh, I'm yeah. I'm really sad that I won't be making it. Yeah. Um, but that's what happens when you get a four month old little girl. Yeah, no, we we understand completely. Yeah, we just wanted to make sure you know we love. The Van Lu family; those are always our favorite cousins, and we just want to make sure they're going to be at the rehearsal party, and they're going to be at yeah. the wedding, and then we have a luncheon, and it's just going to be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, man, Cameron, what do you think about co-hosting? Man, you want to do this again? 
Yeah, bro. I'm ready. Line me up full time. This is great. I get to come on here for free and ask these guys these questions. Come on. Yeah. Hey, what's that award behind you in the video right there? Man, let me let me show the people. Bring that down here so folks can see exactly what that is real quick. This is my Kingdom REI. I can't read it. It's backwards on my camera. Collaboration. Collaboration yeah, we can award. read it. Yeah. Oh, perfect. So my first two deals have come through partnerships I've made in this mastermind. Now have just over $60 million under management because of some connections I've made because you are one connection away folks let's go so we gave we gave away our first collaboration awards this year so cameron's proud i love the pride of it man it's on the mantelpiece in the in the the whole setup so yeah. super sick um guys seriously if you if you enjoy the show hearing from guys like ken uh getting inspired and really thinking about man how to really grow and scale your business impact the kingdom like do us a favor like help us share this 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 episode help us share this this message uh take a screenshot right now and go share this on linkedin go share this on facebook wherever you do social media tag ken van lu tag cameron tag myself like guys the magic trick was amazing like whatever <laughs> you enjoyed let us know so that this can continue to be promoted and people can hear about what we're doing uh that partnership with us as a listener uh, is a way that you can partner in really growing this show and really paying paying back. I mean, we do this for free. Um, so it's it's a way to say, hey, thanks. So we, we, we'd love for you to go take a screenshot and do that. Uh, Cameron, Ken, thank you guys so much, man. Everybody else, we'll see you next week. Thank Peace. you. Hey, real estate investors, I hope this show has given you permission to go out into the world and crush it in the name of Jesus. If you want to learn more about our community and locking arms and joining forces with other like-minded investors like yourself, go to thekingdomrei.com to learn more about our mastermind and send an application. We'll see you next week.